hey, 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 hey. <laughs> hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. And thank you so much for tuning in. You know, it's been a couple of days since I actually did a podcast. I apologize, Who That Nation, but for all of the members of the Who That Nation that are married, you'll understand this. As a husband, you have something called a honey-do list, right? It's a list of things that your wife wants you to do, right? And one thing she wanted me to do was to renovate our lawn, all right? So (laughs) I have to go to Lowe's and get some mulch and also get some concrete slab and all that kind of stuff there. So for the last two days, I have been renovating our front lawn. And I must say, I think I missed my calling because I handle my business out there. But nevertheless, I'm glad to be back with you all to talk New Orleans Saints. I'm excited. Know the last time we talked, preseason game number one was underway. Saints end up losing that game. But We end up finding out a lot of things about the New Orleans Saints, especially when it comes to the defense. And I, for one, who that nation, I'm extremely excited about the defense of the New Orleans Saints because I think I've been beating a drum for the last couple months talking about the Saints defense and how the Saints defense needs to step up in order for them to compensate for the lack of efficiency that they normally would get on offense. You know, when Drew Brees was the quarterback, you can actually, you know, kind of lay back defensively. But now you have two quarterbacks that are competing for the starting position, and you don't have that luxury anymore. So the defense definitely has to step up, and I'm happy to see that the defense is doing an outstanding job. The defense played a lot of guys that were not going to be starters, but nevertheless, they still went out there and they made plays. So for me... That is a positive sign. Now, offensively, eh, I mean, we've seen Tony Jones Jr. He handled his business, you know, that, that drive where he basically just took over, but he still fumbled the football. The Saints had six turnovers, and that's something that you do not want, especially going into the regular season. Now, luckily for the Saints, this was a preseason game, but we don't want to see this no more, okay? We don't want to see this anymore. So the the – the positive things that I think we got from preseason game number one has got to be on the defensive side of the ball. Number one, um, looking at guys like Caden Ellis and Zach Bourne, you have to be optimistic about those guys. You have to be optimistic because you know those guys most likely aren't going to start, but they're still going to be in that rotation, and you have to be excited about the linebacker group, especially since in the offseason, we were a little skeptical about the Saints linebacker court. And now we've seen guys that were outside of Quan Alexander make plays. So that's a plus. We also seen guys like Paulson Adebo step up, that which, you know, the Saints drafted him in the third round. We were wondering when or if he can take over that number two spot. You have to say that he's going to take over that number two spot sooner rather than later. And as long as these guys are making plays, the Saints have a little bit of time to go out here to try to find somebody that can, you know, be a part of that rotation. And if you have these young guys and they're stepping up and they're making plays, that's a plus for the Saints because you don't have to go out here and try to rush and get a cornerback. You can actually take your money and go put it at a position of need. So, for example, if 
you know, you're struggling in the interior alignment because David Yamada is out. You can go out there and probably get somebody that's still out there on the street, a seasoned veteran that has paid some dues, that has made some plays in the National Football League. So Paulson Adebo, have to be excited about him. And also the, the safety out of Wisconsin, his name escapes me. Somebody put it down low. Uh, I, I forgot his name. I want to say Burrell, but uh, Eric Burrell, if I'm not mistaken. But he made some plays, you know, and he made some plays and he made more plays than he made in practice. And sometimes, you know, some guys aren't really practice guys, right? Sometimes like when a guy is in practice, he seems like he don't know what the heck is he doing. But then all of a sudden he goes in. I was right. Eric Burrell. Thank you, Mighty Mouse. And, I mean, all of a sudden when the lights are at its brightest, they go out there and make plays. And I think that this guy is most likely going to make the team if he continues to make plays. And, it, you know, most likely he'll probably end up on special teams. But the Saints safety core is probably the strongest part of the team. So defensively, I, I left the game with a lot of optimism. Now, offensively, huh, man, I mean, they need some work, okay? They need some work. Uh, I don't know who's going to be the starting quarterback week one, but whoever it is, they need some work, all right? And, and we definitely need uh, some more uh, efficient play at the offensive position, especially uh, when it comes to the quarterback. And then um, – Running backs, I mean, fumbling the football all over the place, that's not a good look, okay? And I know that Alvin Kamara is going to be the starting running back. We already established that. But whoever's behind him, you don't want to see the ball on the ground. So those are my plus and my minuses from week number one of preseason. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, answer some of your questions. And thank you all for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast, those that are commenting in the chat i'm gonna stroll back up just a little bit and we're gonna start with i'll start with chosen here tonight he says uh tj with the baton Rouge jigging i was over here clapping <laughs> yeah man i mean the song the intro uh to the state of the saints podcast i mean we've had three different intros and i have to say man it's probably the best intro uh we've had here and um it's always getting me excited getting me amped you know to talk to you all so Really excited every time the, the intro comes on. Uh, I know that list. Speedy recovery. What's up, TJ? The intro is awesome. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Tyrone. Uh, getting my second shot Wednesday, so y'all pray for me. Well, Jerry, I mean, you should be fine, man. I mean, I had my second shot. You know, normally the second shot is the one that actually give you the symptoms. Probably have a fever and some chills or something like that. Some people don't have symptoms at all, but it's going to go away, man. So uh, shouts out to Jerry, you know, going out there, taking the vaccine. Uh, chosen, giving a shout out to Chemo. Saints01 says, uh, thanks, Jerry. Uh, Vito in the house says, let's get it. Doug says, honey, uh, do's or must do's. Absolutely. Like, if you want to stay married, <laughs> you definitely want to put in that work. You know what I'm saying? As I, I tell Paxton, got to put in that work. You know, <laughs> got to put in that work, man, in order to, to make it work. And, um, Something that she wanted me to do for quite some time, man. And um, we actually um, went to Lowe's today and, uh, you know, we picked out some things and, uh, you know, I was able to do it. And over the last couple of days, you know what I'm saying? It was fun to do. It was a little bit exhausting, man, because it was hot out here in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and it rained today. So I actually had to work in between the rain and the heat over the last couple of days. But nevertheless, I got it done. Uh, my wife even came out there for a little while. She did, you know, put down some mulch as well. So she's excited about the project. And anytime I can make her smile, man, that's a plus for me. 
scroll down and answer uh, some of the Saints questions. I think that was the part of the show where we actually started. So let's uh, start with Saints 01. Says our defense is badass. I say Davenport is finally going to have a breakout year. Well, look, that's what we want and that's what we need. Okay. And maybe the wake up call was the Saints drafting Peyton Turner in the first round because that is telling you that, hey, bro, we love you. We drafted you. We gave up a lot for you. But at the same time, you have to go out there and put in that work. You know, <laughs> so um, it, it seems like, you know, he has to wake up call. He's uh, not worrying about what the outside forces are saying. He's not listening to the white noise. And that's a plus, right? Because as a football player, you got to stay off social media. You, you uh, And if you are on social media, you can't buy into what people are saying about you you have to have this level of confidence about yourself where you can weather the storm so to speak and i feel like what uh marcus davenport i think he kind of listened to the white noise and i feel like there was this level of confidence that he lacked this season it seems like he seems like he's more sure of himself he came to training camp um on fire and as long as he stays healthy i think he'll be just fine so it's, it's a positive thing that we're actually seeing him get into the quarterback, uh, working on some of those uh, pass rushing moves in the offseason, and they're translating to a real game. So as long as he continues to go upwards and not downwards, I have to say I'm going to be a Davenport fan. Get well, bro, you and your fam. Uh, Who's sick? I'm sorry, man. Who who was sick? Uh, Damien, let me see, Tragic, uh, 504 and 100. Somebody sick? You know, who, who, who are we talking about here? I'm sorry. Uh, that, that caught me off guard. Thank chosen much love. Uh, I'm not too sure about what's going on, man. Whoever's sick out there, man, you know, I hope you have a speedy recovery. Adebo uh, uh, taking that starting position. Look, I already said that Paulson Adebo was going to take that position. It was a matter of when. I didn't think he was going to do it so soon. But I always said that he is a, a smart football player. I mean, I knew for a fact that he was wrapped pretty tight uh, for the first interview, the way that he was calling out plays. And one thing that stands out when you're looking at guys when it comes to the interviews, this level of confidence that these guys have. You can tell those guys that are ballers, okay? Because, number one, they're going to have this confidence in themselves. They're not going to you know, worry about how they say things, how things are delivered. They're going to have this level of assurance about themselves. And when I look at Paulson Adebo, this is a guy that's extremely confident in his abilities. And when you're extremely confident, that translates to the field. And when it translates to the field, you make plays. And he is made making plays. And you know for a fact that he's going to be tested because anybody opposite of Marshawn Lattimore is probably going to get their fair share of passes thrown their way. And I think that he's going to be up to the challenge. He's a guy that used to play wide receiver, so he has really good hands. I think that he can actually match the type of uh, ball hawking ability of that of a Marcus Williams. So I think if you have Marcus Williams as well as Paulson the Debo in the secondary, I think we have probably solved that turnover problem. People can have their reservations about Marcus Williams. That's fine. I understand. Well, I don't understand because Marcus Williams is a beast, but this guy always is around the ball, and when he gets close to it, he always turns, you know, turns the ball into an interception. So I think Paulson and Debo has that same knack to be that ball hawk, and it can be something that, uh, you know, it's something that's been missing 
uh, in the Saints defense. So I think if we can get some turnovers, get the ball back to the offense, I think we'll be just fine. Big Q and DC said hello. Yeah, man, shouts out to those brothers over there, man. Big Q, DC, man, shouts out to them, man. Great podcast, great show over there. Man, y'all check them out. Sports Coma. Y'all make sure y'all check them out, man. Even if y'all click over to go watch them, you know what I'm saying, and check me out later. I mean, I, I don't care, man. You know, those guys do a really good job over there. That boy, Tony Jones, is a beast. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he showed flashes, okay? And look, I'm always excited when guys do these type of things when they play really good, well-established teams. And even though Baltimore, they were playing with a lot of guys that weren't starters, they're a really good organization. We we said before the game started, the Baltimore Ravens haven't lost a preseason game since 2015. And that, that record still stands because they beat the Saints. So this is a really good, well-oiled machine. So if you're doing this versus a, a well-oiled machine like the Baltimore Ravens, it can translate to teams in the NFC South. So I don't think he did enough in order for him to replace Latavius Murray. Let's slow the road. I know Latavius fumbled, but Latavius Murray to me is still the number two running back. Saints 01, what's up, bro? Uh, get uh, better quick. We need you. Uh, giving a shout out to Damian there. Eric Burrell, that's when I asked that question about uh, Eric Burrell. Yeah, that's his name, though. Guy from Wisconsin. Did a really good job in preseason. Uh, they all need work. We are not used to seeing fumbles from our running backs. I tend to disagree about that, Antonio. I mean, Mark Ingram fumbled quite a bit, okay? Um, if you're talking about Alvin Kamara, yeah, I agree with you on that. He, he's a guy that doesn't fumble all the time, okay? he. Does, I mean, I, last time I actually seen Alvin Kamara fumble, I don't even know. But when Mark Ingram was here, yeah, he used to put the ball on the ground quite a bit because we – all used to appreciate what we call angry Mark Ingram. You know, that one week where he fumbles a couple times and then the next week he goes out there and he runs angry. That's what we used to appreciate. So they used to fumble the football. Now, Latavius Murray, I don't think he fumbled the football, if I'm not mistaken, since 2016. So I'm not going to go ahead and knock Latavius Murray because I know that's an outlier. He's not going to fumble. He's not going to fumble the football uh, often. Okay, when it happens, you're like, huh? Like when he fumbled the football at, in the red zone, I was shocked because I never seen Latavius Murray fumble. And I've watched Latavius Murray when he was in Oakland, when he was in Minnesota, and of course when he's with the Saints. And I, I I didn't see him fumble, and I was shocked when he did it. Tyrone said, "TJ, I heard we supposed to sign Kevin White. Uh, we weren't supposed, Tyrone. We actually signed Kevin White. The New Orleans Saints signed him. Uh, I must say, I don't know what the reason is behind them signing Kevin White. Uh." Dude is a bust. Okay. I mean, it is what it is. Like, I'm sorry, but it, 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 I mean, dude, a bust. All right. You came into the league in 2015 out of West Virginia. You had all the upside. You had a hell of a combine and everybody was going crazy about you. you got drafted by the Chicago Bears and you couldn't stay healthy. Okay. This dude used to sneeze and he was out four to six weeks. I mean, this dude has over, like, I want y'all to, I want to put this into perspective for you all. All right. I want you to understand this. And I'm going to look at the camera when I say this. Kevin White has been in the league since 2015. Okay. He has had 25 catches, 285 yards, and zero, zero, 
zero touchdowns. The dude is a bust. All right. I, I wish I could look. Well, no, I can't. I'm not going to get excited about a guy who is a bona fide certified bust. I'm sorry. And, and a guy most likely isn't going to make the team because two things are going to happen. Number one, he's not going to be good enough. Or number two, he's going to get hurt. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry, man. It is what it is. I'm shocked that he actually made the team. I'm shocked. And I'm pretty sure it probably has something to do with the fact that he can run. That's about it. Kevin White is a bona fide certified bust. I'm sorry. Anybody expecting this guy to come out here and make some noise? Stop playing. Okay. Stop wasting your time. I see people on social media getting all excited. Man, I'm watching old West Virginia 2014 Kevin White highlights. Well, that's good because that's the last time Kevin White was actually relevant. Kevin White is just here to, to take us some space. You know what I'm saying? Maybe Traquan Smith is, is still nicked up a little bit. So let's go ahead and run some guys out here, you know what I'm saying, just to burn, you know what I'm saying, some time and some energy. And, you know what I'm saying, maybe Traquan will be back and we'll be able to actually have our regular, you know, wide receiver corp out here. Dude is a bust. I'm not wait, I'm not expecting this dude to do absolutely nothing because since 2015, since he's been drafted, he's done – He's done absolutely nothing. Scrub. You know what I'm saying? TLC, scrub. Dude is a scrub, man. And I'm sorry. If people are expecting this dude to do something, man, you're wasting your time. You know, this is nothing but a move for death. <laughs> dude. <laughs> uh, what did we learn? Uh, keep expectations low. Not very low, but low. Offense is going to be sluggish no matter who is the quarterback. Look, my expectation is high for the New Orleans Saints. I don't care what nobody say. Everybody just all, woe is me because Drew Brees isn't here. And I'm, look, I am so sick and tired of these Saints fans. And I'm not talking about you, uh, Derek, not at all, man. But I'm sick and tired of these Saints fans who have been buying into the sauce that the media has been cooking up. For the last couple of years, the media has been telling us, the national media, not the local media, but the national media has been telling you and me that the Saints go as Drew Brees goes. Okay, that's what they tell you. Drew Brees is the one that's leading the team. Drew Brees is the reason why the Saints are successful. New flash for everybody out there, and I love Drew Brees, but Drew Brees has not been a catalyst for the Saints moving forward over the last two to three years. I'm sorry. Drew Brees was in the twilight of his career, and you had a lot of guys on the defensive and offensive side of the football that was compensating for the lack of, I want to say, the lack of talent at the time that Drew Brees possessed. Drew Brees in his prime was a beast, and I think that the narrative, that's what people ran with. So now Drew Brees is gone. All of a sudden, everybody just feels like the Saints are hopeless. Me personally, I think the Saints are in some really good shape. If the Saints get a quarterback out of these two guys, if Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill goes out there and they just do an average job, not even an above average job, if they make the plays that need to be made and when they need to be made, the Saints are going to win double-digit games. People act like this team is just, just all of a sudden just falling off the face of the earth. Nah, I get it. Drew Brees, exceptional talent. Hall of Fame, first ballot. I get it. He's athletic and a hot wheelchair. But this team was winning games 
even when Drew Brees was in the final. Can y'all hear me? Can y'all hear me? Can y'all hear me? I think my mic. Can y'all hear? Can y'all hear me? Testing one, two. Okay. All right. Sorry about that, man. My my mic, uh, my mic messed up. But back to what I was saying. This team was winning games. You know, even when Drew Brees was out of the lineup, you know, even when he was out of the lineup, they still were winning games. And that's what I don't understand. So all this, all the hope is going and stuff like that, man. I, I can't get down with that. I can't. This, this, this is a very, very good football team. Defensively, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what people want. Like the last couple preseason games, the last couple preseason games, the Saints defense was getting, I mean, getting sliced up like Swiss cheese, right? They finally get a defense. This, like, honest, this is the first time in years I've seen the Saints start off a preseason game and their defense looks really good. If the Saints defense can go out here and you have Taysom or Jameis who can just make some plays, just play average. They ain't even got to be above average. The Saints are going to win double-digit games because, to me, the Saints have a coaching staff that are going is that is going to put them in a position to succeed. I, I mean, I just don't understand it, you know. But well, to a certain extent, I do. Saints fans are spoiled. Some of you, some of you are spoiled. Some of you do not know how to evaluate the quarterback position. Yes, I said it. Not not all of you. Some of you do not know how to evaluate the quarterback position. You don't. Because Drew Brees has given you so, I mean, Drew Brees has given you so much great quarterback play that you feel like that is the norm. And it's not. It is not, man. Why you think you look at some of these other teams, man, they switching out quarterback after quarterback after quarterback. We don't know how to evaluate quarterback in a who that nation some of us know and you know like now it's like we're we're looking at these two quarterbacks with a fine tooth comb so if they overthrow somebody or if they underthrow somebody well drew wouldn't have did that well drew ain't here okay drew was the most accurate quarterback in nfl history understand that the nfl has been going on for a hundred what in two years 102, 102 years the NFL has been going on. And you have the most accurate quarterback in NFL history. And you're expecting everybody to be as accurate as this dude. If you're asking that, you are wasting your time. You know, I don't expect neither one of these dudes to be Drew Brees. I I, I mean, I don't. I don't expect any of these dudes to be Drew Brees. Because they can't. Drew Brees is Drew Brees. He's special. 
And everybody needs to understand that there are going to be some growing pains, regardless if it's Jameis or Taysom or somebody else. Regardless, somebody coming into this same system, you're still going to experience growing pains. But to me, the end of the book, when when you're at the end of the book, sometimes you forget about a few of those pages. People just think, oh, Drew Brees just came off the San Diego bus, took, you know what I'm saying, like went to New Orleans and all of a sudden just became like the greatest quarterback in, you know, all time. No, Drew Brees struggled in San Diego. Drew Brees, for the most part, you know what I'm saying, he had to develop that craft. But some of us, we only remember the the, the good times. And I'm going to just be real with you. And this might take a lot of people off. But if any one of these dudes win one Super Bowl, if any one of these dudes lead the Saints to the Super Bowl, to me, you know what I'm saying? They put themselves in that category to be talked about it among the greats. Because all those yards, all those touchdowns, all those completions only equated to one Super Bowl. So if these guys can take the Saints to the Super Bowl, guess what? Guess what? They're going to be remembered just like Drew Brees was. And that's a fact. All right? So, it is what it is. I'm willing to give these guys an opportunity. Hey, TJ, agree. Even if Jameis or Taysom plays average, we will be okay. Let's be honest. Drew Brees was an average quarterback last year. Facts. Look, Drew Brees was an average quarterback, you know, towards the end of the season for the last three years. And in the playoffs, I mean, he was god-awful. All right. And I man, honestly, when when it came to the playoffs, Drew Brees left a lot to be desired. And I'm, I'm just being serious. OK, people act like, you know, like Drew Brees won multiple Super Bowls or something like that. Or he played lights out every year in the playoffs. He did not. You know what I'm saying? He, he didn't. And I, I, I stand by that. If these guys, if one of these guys lead the Saints to the Super Bowl and they win it. To me, when it comes to like the realm of, you know what I'm saying, great quarterbacks, they, they put themselves in that position. If they win two, I'm just saying. You know, and I, I don't know, man. I think people, I, I love Drew Brees, but I think people like putting this man like way up here and it's like all he did, like all those yards, all those touchdowns, all we got is one Super Bowl. And and what when it comes to the playoff success, like what what did you do, you know, over the last couple of years? Not much, not much, man. I'm sorry. It, I'm I'm look. If you want the watered down version of of Saints football, this ain't the podcast for you. I think we all can agree. Well, maybe some of us don't because there's 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 two truths here. There's the actual truth and there's your truth. Whatever your troop may be, that's fine, right? Whatever helps you sleep at night. But here, we're going to keep it 100. Drew Brees, over the last couple years, played like absolute hot garbage in the playoffs. And the Saints, if you want to be, if you, if you be 100% real, the Saints had the teams over the last three to four years to get over the hump to get to the Super Bowl. If Drew Brees would have played lights out 
or play, you know what I'm saying, to Drew Brees form like he does in the regular season, there's no way in hell that the New Orleans Saints wouldn't be in the Super Bowl. We wouldn't have to worry about no referees. We wouldn't have to worry about, oh, man, they should have threw a flag here, threw a flag there. No, 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 no. If he would have played lights out, the Saints would have been a Super Bowl at least, at least one of those times. But we don't have that story. We don't want to talk about that, though. We want to talk about defense, the old line blocking for him. No, 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 no. That defense was good enough over the last couple of years to, to, to go to the Super Bowl. We've seen bad defenses, or, or maybe you haven't, but I've seen bad defense. This, this Saints defense over the last couple of years was good enough to win the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. Or go. Drew Brees played like he was shaving points in the playoffs like three last three years. And yeah, if Taysom Hill won us a Super Bowl, I'm throwing L's at Brees. Well, I'm not going to throw no L's at him. But I'm just saying, though, it, it, we act like, like Drew Brees won like multiple Super Bowls. And if one of these guys can't lead the Saints to the Super Bowl and win it, we want to look at those guys as – you know what I'm saying? One of those upper echelon quarterbacks, you know what I'm saying, in Saints history. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Drew Brees threw for a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns, high completion percentage. But what did that equate to at the end of the day? It makes him look good. But what did that do when it comes to the success of the Saints? What did it do? Then I mean, just be serious. What did what did it what did it do? Now, I'm not gonna sit up here and and you know disrespect drew Brees because he did bring credibility to the Saints franchise but a lot of people are acting as if he just won multiple super bowls and the, the quarterback play can't be you know what i'm saying i mean can't be duplicated or something like that like to me drew Brees has all those yards touchdowns and stuff like that but a part of us as saints fans you know, the reason why we put him up here is because as a Saints fan, if you've been watching the Saints for a long time, we never seen quarterback play like that. We ne- like, honestly, you got to go back. Think about this. When have you ever seen consistent above average quarterback play from a New Orleans Saints quarterback outside of Drew Brees? Consistently. I'm talking about consistent year after year of consistent quarterback play. You've never seen it. Saints been, what, in existence since 67? In my mind, if I'm not mistaken. So Drew Brees comes in. He wins games. He gets guys open. He throws touchdowns. He's accurate. He's doing all these different things. He's breaking all these records. And he's giving us credibility at the same time. But what did it equate to besides one Lombardi trophy? You know, one Lombardi trophy. That's a really good quarterback that we lost this past season. Really, really good. So if Jameis Winston goes out there, leads the Saints to the Super Bowl, and they win it, or if Taysom does it, what does that make them, man? Seriously. Can you sit up here and just say that they're just still down there when it comes to Drew Brees? Because Drew Brees with all those yards and all those touchdowns, it never equated to multiple Lombardi trophies because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Team success. Team success. Man, you talking like Drew Brees was out there playing by himself. The defense messed us up. 
for plenty of times. I mean, he might have uh, made a couple mistakes in the playoffs, but you act like Breeze was drunk. You don't know what you're talking about. You need to get off this podcast thing. Harry, man, shut your ass up. I definitely know what I'm talking about. And as a matter of fact, I've been watching Saints football since I can actually talk. I'm sorry that I don't speak into your narrative, man. I'm sorry. I apologize. But I definitely know what I'm talking about. If you want to talk about defenses, let's talk about defenses over the last couple of years, right? So I'll give you that. Drew Brees didn't have really good defenses because I've said this, and I'm pretty sure that you probably didn't do this or look at this show because I've never seen your name come up. So this is actually your first time watching this show. So eventually, you know, I mean, apparently you don't know what the hell you're talking about. So if this is your first time watching this show, you have no right to tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about. Drew Brees, the defense, over the last, I would say about from 2012 to about 2015, 2016, the defense was terrible, okay? It's because Sean Payton held on to his friends a little bit too long. I'll give you that. But what happened over the last four years? When Dennis Allen came back and the defense was, it wasn't like top-notch. But it was good enough to win. And Harry, since you're like, you know, you know, all things Saints, don't act like the 2009 Saints defense was just lights out defense. No, they led the league in turnovers. They had a lot of turnovers. It wasn't like they was getting a whole bunch of sacks or they were just shutting teams down. They was getting turnovers. So the, the year that Drew Brees won the Super Bowl, the Saints weren't in the top 10 in defense. They were not. They were not. They led the league in turnover, but they weren't top 10 in defense. So for the last four years, Drew Brees in the playoffs did not play well. Now, I'm sorry if that's not what you want to hear. If you want to hear a whole bunch of good talking, saying who that, and we just going to act as if these things did happen, there's plenty of other podcasts that you can choose from. But on here, we're going to keep it 100. If you don't want to hear the you want to hear the real, find you another podcast. That's all I'm saying. Drew Brees did not play up to standards in the playoffs. So if you don't want to hear that, find another podcast. We don't, I, I don't care. TJ, uh Mike cut out due to the fire hot truth. He's spitting, melting it down. Yeah, man, look. I'm not here to look. I'm not here to sing everybody praise and take like tell you what you feel like you need to hear. I'm a real I'm a real Saints fan. Okay? This ain't this ain't 2006 talking to you. I've been a Saints fan for a very long time. For as long as I can remember. I've been sitting on my grandmother's living room floor watching New Orleans Saints games. So, some of you don't want to hear this. I do not care. I don't care. Find you another podcast where they talk about all things good that's happening with the New Orleans Saints. But here we're gonna talk about the good, bad, and the ugly, and we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk about it, we're gonna discuss it and be real with it. If you don't want to hear that, peace out. Peace out. You don't want to disrespect through Breeze. That's all you've been doing. Man, blocked. <laughs> y'all know i don't talk like that man i'm just being real like i i do not appreciate individuals 
that only come in, watch the show one time, and just automatically just say, oh, well, that's what you're doing. You don't watch the show. You don't watch the podcast. You don't consistently watch it. So how in the world can you tell me what I do? I love Breeze, but he made a bunch of boneheaded he made a bunch of boneheaded mistakes in the last few years in the playoffs. Listen and learn, homie. Facts. In 09, they were eight overall, family. And t- I mean, and t- overall, you know what I'm saying? Like, but here's the thing. They didn't start off at the beginning of the season. They probably finished eight, but they wasn't like they wasn't a top defense year, you know what I'm saying, all year long. I'm just being honest. If they if they were eighth, if they were eighth in defense, they didn't start off that way. They they did not start off that way. Harry, you can leave with the negative comments. TJ is one of my favorite podcasts. YouTube man, give him respect. Don't like us, then leave. TJ, screw the haters. You real? Uh, you keep it one hundred. Look, man, I blocked them. Y'all know I don't do that uh, consistently. I don't consistently block people. Let you like mad disrespectful but i've never seen dude before and i can't stand when individuals come on a podcast and they tell you well you know you always talking about breeze dude you don't even like i can't remember the last time like i can like talked about breeze this long i can't remember maybe y'all can't i can't i don't even like i can't remember the last time i just consistently talked about breeze you have probably have to go back a couple episodes where i'm just talking about Breeze, you know, and find another podcast. It was obvious Mike T was basically quiet versus Tampa in the playoffs. Yeah, he was a decoy. So hopefully he'll come back. That was not eighth, bro. Uh, stop it, man. All I'm saying is if they ended up being eighth, they didn't start that way. They didn't start that way. Uh, Drew was taking all the money. Yeah, I mean, you had to lose a, guy, a lot of guys like Jermaine Bushride and uh, Jonathan Goodwin and you know, so the, I mean, you lost some guys, man, in the process. You know, that did play a role. Uh, Drew sucked the life out of our defense in the last two years because he couldn't throw. Period. End of discussion. I don't want to say that. I think that he gave them the best chance to win. I'm not going to knock Drew for that. When it comes to the quarterback, he gave them the best chance to win. But I'm talking about playoffs. All right, I'm talking about playoffs. Money time. He left a lot to be desired over the last couple of years. I don't know how I got in here, but all I hear is facts. The Philly Talk Podcast. Thank you very much for the 199. Man, uh, all I all I try to do is just be honest. Okay. I'm not even gonna say I'm like I speak facts. Okay. I try to be as honest and factual as I can. Some people may consider this not being facts, but that that's just those, you know, people that go to the first church of Drew Brees. Okay. Like, I love Drew Brees. I do. But if I'm going to talk about Drew, I'm going to talk about Michael Thomas. I'm going to talk about Kamara. I'm going to talk about all the Saints if they do not do what they need to do. That don't mean that I don't appreciate that what they've done for the team. But you have Saints fans that feel like Drew Brees is beyond reproach. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, man, Drew Brees is, well, it was everybody else. And if it wasn't for Drew, we wouldn't, like, that's fine. That's fine, man. But you got to consistently do it. You got to consistently do it. And you got to consistently win. That's just what it is. If you go out there and you don't play good, 
just because you had other games in the past don't mean that you uh, are, you know, absolved from being talked about if you play bad that particular game. Like, what's wrong with some of y'all? Yeah, y'all, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Archer Manning was pretty good, but not Drew Brees. Yeah, he was good. You know, he was running for his life during that time, man, you know. Man, Archer Manning was really good. If he had a better offensive line, better talent, he probably would be in the Hall of Fame. TJ, he don't know what he's talking about. They were ranked 20th in total D. I know I wasn't tripping. The 09 uh, year, we were blowing teams out, but yet they say we cheated for bounty uh, game against Favre. Man, I don't care about no cheating. Look, all I'm saying is this. You have offensive line, right? You have offensive line. Your offensive line job is to make sure you don't get anywhere near that quarterback so if the saints were actually getting hit on brad falls that means that your offensive line is trash right it wasn't like they were just hitting him after the whistle was blown they they literally had to get to him in order to hit him so for all those people out there that feel like oh we cheated like man knock it off cheating if you go to the sidelines and you slip the referees two thousand dollars and he throws the game for you know what i'm saying and, and it makes it work in your favor cheating if you know like you know like they slide the ball forward or something like that for you that cheating you know cheating is not oh you know what i'm saying like if you go out here and you get a couple hits on this dude i'm gonna give you this that's not cheating okay that's that's motivation that's an incentive but it's not cheating i can i can be like this all day if i'm a defensive end and my defensive coordinator say, okay, I got $20,000 for you if you give, you know, this quarterback some remember me hits, okay? You know, like, so if I'm pushing the offensive line back and I'm getting to the quarterback to hit him, that's the offensive line for. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they put a bounty, if they put a bounty on Peyton Manning's head, nobody got paid that game against in Super Bowl 44 because they didn't touch him because that's a good offensive line. Hi, how are you? I'm doing all right. Appreciate you for being here. They just need to run the ball a lot. Mm, I think they need I think they got the talent to get the ball down the field. Uh, but facts, uh, Drew worn down in playoffs. Uh, I'm with you, OG. I forgot Drew Brees was playing with more injuries. His wife is closed. He was being an Iron Man. Look, no, uh, <laughs> He was being an Iron Man, and I appreciate that. But at the same time, there was a level. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I, I know I'm about to tick a lot of people off. But there was a level of selfishness of Drew Brees coming back versus the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm going to tell you why. Drew Brees was not ready to come back versus the Kansas City Chiefs. But Drew Brees knew in his heart of hearts that he was going to retire. And he knew it was going to be his final opportunity to go up and be able to duel with the guy who people are looking at at the future of the NFL and Patrick Mahomes. If Patrick Mahomes was not on the other side of the football, if Patrick Mahomes was not playing for the Kansas City Chiefs, if the Saints weren't playing the Chiefs, I guarantee you, if the Saints were playing the Falcons or the Saints were playing the Panthers or the Saints was even, hell, playing the Bucks, I don't think that Drew Brees would have played. But he knew that was his final opportunity to be able to play against Patrick Mahomes because he knew he was going to retire. Drew Brees was not ready. 
So I meet like I think I appreciate it. I think he was being Iron Man to a certain extent. But anybody that feels like even the greats don't have an ego, take no look no further than that game. There's no way in the world Drew Brees should have been playing in that game. He was not ready to play in that game. But he knew for a fact that that was his last opportunity to go up against Patrick Mahomes. And that's why he played in that game. That's just my opinion. Out of Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, and Aaron Rodgers, uh, rate them all time in order. Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Hey, TJ, shout out to the Hidden History Museum. Last chance to donate. <laughs> yeah, man, Mr. Pops 3000, thank you very much for the four ninety nine. TJ, you're a great guy. Preach it, bro. It's about 100%. Yeah, man, some people ain't going to like what I'm saying, but I don't care. I don't care, man. This ain't no fly-by-night Saints fan, and this ain't somebody that don't know how to evaluate and look at what I'm seeing. I'm sorry. Some of y'all just look at Drew Brees and y'all just act like he, you know, Jesus Christ or something. Like, he can't be talked about. You know? Like, I don't care, man. That's that's, that's what y'all, you know? Because... You, you act as if, you know, you never had nothing at all. Like, some of y'all Saints fans just desperate as hell. I'm just being serious. Some of y'all just desperate. Like, well, we never going to have nothing else outside of Drew. Stop being a fan. I'm serious. Like, if you feel like the Saints cannot move forward after Drew Brees, just stop being a fan. Why are you setting yourself up for this type of failure? As for me, I think that this team is poised for success. I think they have a really good coaching staff. I think they have a really good front office. I think they do a really good job at drafting guys. So if you feel like, oh, Drew Brees was the is-all and a be-all and there's nothing else can happen for the New Orleans Saints because Drew Brees is the beginning and the end. He's the alpha and the omega. Stop being a Saints fan. I'm serious. Like, why are you wasting your time? We ain't going to be nothing. None of these quarterbacks good enough. Dreamers can't throw. He's going to be an interception. Taysom can't throw either. He's a Swiss Army knife. Find you another team. Seriously. Seriously. If you're not going to root for these guys and hope that these guys can actually become better versions of themselves, find another team. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your time. If you think that everything is going to stop because Drew Brees retired. Me, personally, I think this is a really good football team. TJ, we were 25th in yardage, giving up in 09. By no means, we were a lockdown defense. They just led the league in turnovers. Thank you very much, Keen Arthur. I know I wasn't tripping. Showing play calling was a big part of the playoff losses also. I disagree. Okay, I disagree. All right, I completely disagree. Let's go back to... Let's go back to the 2017 playoffs. If I'm not mistaken, then Drew Brees turned the ball over, what, two, three times in the first half, right? Came back in the second half, played pretty doggone good, I must say, right? Let's look at 2018. The Saints, what, they had a turnover in the red zone. You know I mean, I want to say Demario Davis picked the ball off. All of a sudden, you know what I'm saying, they, what, they get what, what, field goal, two field goals, I'm not mistaken. Let's look at, what, 2019? Drew Brees, you know what I'm saying? Like, couldn't, you know what I'm saying, get past <laughs> Daniel Hunter. You know what I'm saying? Playing, like, absolutely hot garbage in the first and second half. Everybody was screaming about Taysom Hill actually coming in the game. If Taysom would have stayed in, we would have won. Let's not forget that now for all the people that's out here talking about Taysom Hill 
let's make sure that we we clear that up and also in 2020 let's not pretend like the saints did not have really good field position because deontay harris put the saints in the red zone twice not once but twice and they got six points out the deal all i'm saying is this the saints had an opportunity to really i mean really set the tone for the games every single time philadelphia even in the divisional round they went up 14 nothing on the saints because the first play from scrimmage drew Brees threw the ball downfield into double coverage and got the ball picked up now oh i mean i'm the smartest man in the world but all i'm saying is this we try to blame every single thing other than drew if drew is having a down game it's the offensive line fault it's the running game fault it's the play calling fault why can't it all just be a, 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 a what a collaboration of things drew is always beyond reproach to some of you saints fans if drew Brees played his behind off like for example monday night football versus los angeles Chargers. drew Brees was willing and dealing in that game that led into overtime for the saints to win the football game he was willing and freaking dealing all right in the playoffs not so much and you're wasting your time and you're embarrassing yourself by just trying to find <laughs> different reasons outside of this dude you know for you to say oh it's, it's his fault it's his fault is it no 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 bro drew Brees, who is arguably the greatest quarterback of all time this, this isn't like we're talking about jimmy garoppolo this isn't like we're talking about kirk cousins it's like it's not like we're talking about case keenum we're talking about arguably the greatest quarterback of all times so if people want to put him on a high pedestal we have to put him on a higher pedestal when it comes to performing at a high level when it matters most you can't pick and choose how you want him to be on that high pedestal he can't be on a high pedestal in a game versus the raiders but can't be on that high pedestal when it comes to the playoffs i'm sorry folks you cannot move the pedestal when it's convenient to you if you are the greatest of all time you're going to be evaluated as the greatest of all time period We would never disrespect Drew, but the truth is the truth. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate that. The first church of Drew Brees. Thank you very much for the two dollars. Say, shut up, TJ. You messing with our money? <laughs> oh man, oh boy, crazy. Uh, let's give TJ some respect. We love you, bro. Keep grinding. Haters will hate. We got your back, bro. Look, they can hate all they want to, man. But hey, there's the truth, and there's your truth. Whatever you, wherever you want to land, that's fine. But I can I don't care. I don't care. You know, truth hurts sometimes. You know, when my when my wife tells me something that I don't want to hear, it makes me mad, you know. But at the same time, it's something that I needed to hear, right? To better myself. You know, I think that's one of the things that I love about the State of the Saints podcast. We're not afraid to be critical of the team. We're not just pom-pom waving Saints fans that don't want to that don't want to look at the obvious. We don't want to address the elephants in the room. And that's what I appreciate about doing this show. If you want the watered-down version of Saints football, please 
find you a podcast. There are people out there that probably do podcasts just want to keep you here and talk about how great the Saints is and the sky ain't falling. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, look, we're going to keep it real here. We ain't here for likes. We ain't here for, you know what I'm saying, followers and subscriptions and trying to make ourselves rich. We're here to talk about Saints football, the good, bad, and the ugly, okay? Everything that we built here on the State of Saints podcast has been built on passion and and the love for the New Orleans Saints. I appreciate doing this show. You know why? Because I ain't never had to sell out for nothing. I ain't never had to sell out for that. If you ride with the State of Saints podcast, ride with me. If you don't, we'll stop the bus, let you off. Jameis is going to shock a lot of people and make a fan out of a lot of folks. I agree. He already making a fan out of a lot of folks. They still don't like some of the hijinks he does. Uh, what wide receiver stood out to you on Saturday? Oh, man, without a doubt, Marquez Callaway. Without a doubt. That first drive he did was, like, awesome. That's why they just took him out the game. Drew gave us everything he had. We love him and respect him, but it's time to move on. Next. I agree with that. I think Sean Payton going to get the best out of Jameis. I, I do too. I see a lot of things with Jameis in that game that I, I, I've been watching him. And I have to say, man, he looks a little bit different under center. You know, and I think that the things that he's worked on, it's going to help him. And also with Taysom. Taysom footwork has improved tremendously, man. And also like, uh, you know, his, his touch on the football. That first drive that he that he had was like really, really good. But the only thing that concerned me about that first drive was it was scripted. You know, I'm pretty sure they had their first 15 plays. So I would like to see, I want to see Taysom this coming Monday playing, you know what I'm saying? Like not playing with the first team. I'd like to see what he can do because if Jameis is playing, the game is already going to be established and Taysom comes into the game. So I will, I, I would love to see that. Uh, if he wins the job, he'll look better to me Saturday. I mean, look, I mean, if he looked good to you on Saturday, I, I can't knock that. Can't knock that. That's your opinion. The next episode will feature an actual fist fight between TJ and a troll. Nah, won't see no fist fight from me. You know, won't see no fist fight from me, man. I, I just, if a person comes on this show and I constantly see them commenting and they disagree with what I'm saying, I'll give them the time of day. But when an individual that I never seen comes on the podcast and tells me what they say, I always do like, man, get out of here. TJ, don't let these folks steal your peace. Now, it's not the fact that they steal my peace complex. It's just the fact that, you know, you don't know me. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't know me. And that's something and that's something that bothers me about this world. You have individuals that don't know you. They see something that you say or do or at that particular time. And they just automatically just assume that's what you're all about. They don't know about the, you know what I'm saying? Like the things that you said before, they don't know how you treat people or talk to people. But I, you know what I'm saying? They quick to try to judge individuals. If you're going to judge me, judge me on about, you know what I'm saying, 10, 15 episodes of this show before you just automatically just say that I'm about this. That's what I don't like. I would never judge a person based on what I've seen in two seconds. I don't know that person. I don't feel like you should do that. But you have so many people out here that do that, and it just bothers me. 
I'm a huge Drew Brees fan and respect, but he didn't, uh, he did, uh, let me see, fans and respect what he did, but people going to be really shocked when we look great for the next 15 years and win a Super Bowl because the most important reason, Sean Payton. Yeah, I think people don't give Sean Payton enough credit. When I hear people talking about the Saints going to fall, it's like you disrespecting Sean Payton. Sean Payton, like Drew Brees was an important part, but Sean Payton built this franchise. He he made this franchise credible. He 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 brought legitimacy to this organization. If we're going to look at Drew, we got to look at Sean too. But I got to take a moment to thank the fine folks at Manscaped.com, the official sponsor of the State of the Saints podcast. Appreciate them. Um, you can go to Manscaped.com, use the promo code State of Saints. You will save 20% off of your purchase, no matter if you're spending $100 or $10. Manscaped.com, use the promo code State of Saints. That's all one word, all lowercase letters. You will save 20% off on your purchase. Manscaped.com, over 2 million men worldwide. Choose it for all of their grooming needs. Now back to the comments. Uh, the Saints offensive line was getting beat up in that game. Uh, those guys, every time hiked the ball, they were uh, rushing every play. All, all I'm saying is this, man. Um, you look at four playoff appearances. Out of those four playoff appearances, Let's just be serious. Let, let's just be real, folks. Let's just be real, okay? Let, let's let let's just cut the malarkey. <laughs> All right. Over the last four playoff appearances, did you see Drew Brees play lights out football? I'm I'm. That's all I'm asking. Did you see Drew Brees play lights out football? In any of those playoff games, please tell me. That's all I'm saying. Like, I'm trying to think. Let's look at, let's look at the Houston Texans, right? Houston Texans played the Kansas City Chiefs a couple years ago. I think they were up like, what, 28 to 3? Deshaun Watson was out there balling, killing it. All of a sudden, the Kansas City Chiefs come back and what they score, like 50 points? Now, I think we all can agree that the defense wet the bed with the Houston Texans and they lost the game. All right? I, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can say Deshaun Watson did everything he can do in order to win that game. When did Drew Brees over the last four years, you looked at the game and said, man, Drew was balling. And the team let him down. Please tell me. Please tell me. You walked away from the game. And like, honestly, and it was like decisively. Nobody said that Drew Brees played a role in the Saints loss. I'm, I'm, I'm being real. I'm, I'm Look, I'm being 100. Name the four playoff exits of the New Orleans Saints when we did post-game shows, and Drew Brees was not the topic of discussion about letting the team down with a playoff performance. That's all I'm asking. Please, please tell me. Please tell me a game that they played that caused the Saints to be put out the playoffs, that Drew Brees played lights out, and the Saints lost not because 
you know, not because of anything that Drew Brees did. Please tell me. I I, I just want to know if, if you can feel free. I will I will apologize for even having this tape. If you can do that, I apologize. I will say I'm sorry. I will say I apologize. I will say you right, but please tell me. Man, we love you, TJ. You keep it uh, real. Yeah, I try to, man. I try to. Let's scroll down a little bit. Hey, TJ, don't forget to tell Ryan Fitzpatrick we said thanks for this awesome podcast. <laughs> I will, man, if I ever get a chance to uh, talk to him. TJ, do you think the defense can be as good as the Dome Patrol? Um, Dome Patrol was something special. I think it will always be held in high regard uh, with Saints fans. But, yeah, I think they can be a really good defense. TJ going to come off the top rope on a troll, but only verbally for the love of humanity. He has no regard for human safety. <laughs> uh, I like Hill better as an option. He feels that role better. Yeah. Are you talking about a quarterback here or are we talking about uh, this Swiss Army knife? I just want to know here. Uh, let's see. What does that bid have to do with this though? <laughs> Uh, TJ, uh, is it true that Tampa Bay has a long-term contract for Jameis Winston if they could not get Brady? Yes, that is true. That is true. They were going to resign Jameis Winston if they couldn't get Tom Brady. Uh, Peyton uh, made Breeze great. I think it was a combination of both. I want to say he made Drew Breeze great, but I think there was something in Drew Breeze that Sean brought out. Uh, and you know what I'm saying? Like it was something that was there. He just kind of tapped into it. One thing that we can say about Sean Payton is he utilizes guys' strengths. He never asks them to do something that they can't do. So there you have it. Greg, I look like a website. Then it says Hill is an awesome fullback, tight end, running back that can throw sometime. And I think they need to use him in that way. You know, uh, I'll take Winston over Hill. Uh, great show today, TJ. You ain't lied yet, bro. <laughs> Look, I, I just think when it comes to Taysom Hill, I think you can do more uh, as an offense with him as his Swiss Army knife roll over, uh, you know, James. No, but I mean, look, I, there is the part of the show where I have to, like, talk about some some more Saints fans. The ones that are really going at some of my my friends and colleagues out there, uh, I think Matty Hudak, Ross Jackson. If you, you're on Twitter, you have some Saints fans out there that are really – going at these individuals uh, when they give their take on Jameis or Taysom, okay? I mean, up here calling them racist, up here calling them, you know what I'm saying, all different type of things. And I, I just don't like that, man. Look, whatever side that you choose, which makes no sense to me, I already said that, like they play on the same team, so you should be rooting for both of them. But any side of the fence you stand, I don't feel like you should be knocking somebody else. Everybody has a preference, right? Some people like Jordan. Some people like Nike. Some people like New Balance. Some people like Puma. Don't mean if you like Puma, don't mean that you have to knock people that like Nikes, right? It's your preference. So if a person likes Taysom over Jameis, that's their preference. If somebody like Jameis over, you know, like, you know, vice versa, whatever I just said, it's a preference, right? So, Knocking people, going back and forth, labeling individuals back to my original statement a couple minutes ago is wrong. What they do, they go to the Saints facility and they give their take. 
They give their take based on what they do. Unbiased, by the way. And anybody that's out here labeling them, talking about them, should be ashamed of themselves. They should be ashamed of themselves because neither one of those individuals deserve that. And you are taking this way, way, way too personal. So Ross and Maddie, if you're looking at this right now, keep up the good work. Forget about these trolls out here. You guys are doing an awesome job at what you're doing and continue to do that and and let the haters continue to hate. Let the people who think they know what they're talking about continue to think they know what they're talking about and getting absolutely nowhere in the process. So, like I said, man, no need for us to be going back and forth with one another based on a preference that we have because none of us know. I don't know. You don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be. Regardless to who comes out here and says that they know. They do not know. Dennis, thank you very much for the $5. Uh, I thought his lights were out for some of the plays. I don't know exactly what we're talking about here. I want to I say you're talking about Taysom. If you're talking about that first drive, I agree with you. Garrett Hamilton, thank you very much for the $2. We're going to read a few more, and then we're going to go ahead and get up out of here. Gerald says, TJ, I feel the first and second string defense looked great in the first preseason game. Uh, when the third string came in, it was 1130, uh, yeah, 11.37 on a clock and a quarter. Uh, the Ravens held the ball 12 plays, ran the clock down to six minutes, and something, uh, no fire alarm, is not good. But, hey, it was third string. Look, third strings, these guys are trying to fight, try to get a job, uh, Gerald. Um, honestly, I was disinterested um, after the probably first three quarters. I mean, after – Taysom came in, Jameis came in, and I was able to see Ian Book for the first time. I was disinterested. I knew that the game was about to get ugly because a lot of these guys, God bless them, they're trying to achieve their dream. But most of these guys are probably going to end up being your local personal trainer, L.A. Fitness, a 24-hour fitness. I'm just being real. Are they going to be around here giving you motivational speeches on YouTube? Sorry, but facts are facts. You know, so, I mean, I, 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 I looked at, what I can see from Ian looked at what I can see from James and Taysom and I just kept it, kept it moving. Uh, 10 straight heartbreaking losses, 2010 to 2020. Taysom deep ball looks like a high school. <laughs> yeah, man. I think he, he definitely needs to get a little bit more touch with that. I agree with that. Uh, Breeze played his last uh, best game when they played uh, Carolina. Hmm. Shout out to all of the Saints podcasts. I agree. Shouts out to all of them. All of them that's out here working hard, trying to give everybody the best content. Ross said the same thing on Locked on Saints. That's why I don't even have social media. Way too much negativity. YouTube and Google is enough for me. Yeah, Mr. uh, Pops 3000. Look, I try to uh, use social media and interact with great, you know, individuals like yourself. But I definitely don't take it as personal. If you spend too much time on social media, it definitely can mess with your anxiety, depression, and all these other things that can come up. I'm a very happy person. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got nothing to complain about. I got a beautiful wife. I got a healthy son. You know what I'm saying? I'm look, I, y'all, y'all see my mom going hard in paint. You know what I'm saying? Like I got a good family. I got good who that nation family. I ain't got nothing to complain about. You got people out here, let's just be 100. I know I keep saying that, but it is. A lot of people get mad because they see people shining. That, that's just what it is. When you see Ross Jackson, you see the man shining, he happy, positive, he optimistic. How can you have a problem with Ross Jackson? 
Like this dude is like one of the nicest human beings on earth. Like that that's not a facade. You know what I'm saying? Like he's really a nice person. And so is Maddie. Like how can you have a problem with any one of those individuals? They work extremely hard at their craft. How in the world can you have a problem with any one of those people? Like I'm just being serious. That shows you like how miserable individuals are. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that, and they, they try to bring their misery on individuals. Try to find you something that you love and, and passionate about as much as Maddie and Ross, and you won't have that problem. Some people like to put that negative energy in the air and hope that somebody catches it. But look, man, I feel bad for people like that. I, I do. I feel bad for individuals like that that they don't have this level of happiness when they wake up in the morning to have that optimism. Like, man, I'm about to go and I'm about to take on the date. I feel bad for individuals like that, man, seriously, because that's not a way to live. You can disagree with folk, man, but just labeling folk like that's not cool, man. And it's not nothing special. You know, like, if you want to do what they're doing, just put in the work. If you want to do something else, just put in the work, but don't, Put other people down because you're not happy with your life. You know, how you have a problem with those two individuals? I I, I really don't know. Uh, don't forget to uh, thumbs up this for TJ and us. Yeah, man, if you if you like the podcast, look, if you like it, go ahead and give me a thumbs up. You know, if you're not liking the podcast, you know, it is what it is. You know, like, so, you know, if you're, I would appreciate if you put a thumbs up if you're enjoying the podcast. Uh, what it do, TJ? John, the comedian. Um, I got to hit you up in the DMs with a jokey joke this week. Yeah, John, man, I'm always cracking up with those jokes that you do, man. And uh, man, you're extremely creative, man. Shouts out to John. He, John is a very creative individual, man. Like, I don't know if you send uh some of that stuff out to other people, man, but you, I mean, you sitting on a talent. You're extremely funny, man. Uh, I love to see people shine. Yeah, that, I mean, me too. Me too. Look, that that just motivates me to work hard, not to hate hard, to work hard. You know, if I see somebody else else out here doing great things, it makes me want to work hard too. Should make you want to work hard. If you if you don't if the if you're looking at somebody shining and the only thing that doesn't come to your mind is I got to work hard too, you must really have some self esteem issues. And that's something that you need to work on. And I don't feel bad about saying that because I'm not telling you something that I don't already know. Because I used to be that hater because my self-esteem was extremely low, extremely low. But when I really started to buy into what I was doing, I was like, man, I'm really going to give it a shot. I'm not going to like look at people as my enemy or uh, an opponent but be happy and, and rejoice when people are doing good things. Good things start happening to me. And you know why? Because I start running my race with blinders on. Run your race with blinders on. Who that nation? Members watching this? Run your race. Whatever it is, man, stop looking at what other people are doing and focus on yourself. I guarantee your life will be way better if you do it like that. Uh, I don't know, man. In 2004, 2005, Bree started doing good in San Diego. He had LaDamian Tomlinson, Antonio Gates. He had weapons. Yeah. I mean, he started to like, started to grow, you know, but I mean, they had Phillip Rivers and you know, they weren't going to get, get rid of Phillip, you know, 
even though I'm pretty sure if they probably had it back, we, well, you know, Devontae Freeman not shining. Well, you know, I mean, let's give him another game. Obviously, the Saints are going to. The race is not always to the swift, but to those who keep on running. Yep. Like the Bible said, the race isn't given to the swift, not, neither the battle to the strong, but the one that endures until the end. You know, so, you know, sometimes, you know, you sometimes that race is a sprint. Sometimes you got to try it, but never stop running. Kevin White, to me, is just a, a camp body with low miles. Low miles. <laughs> man, this man stay with a flat tire. By flat tire, I mean an ACL tear, LCL tear, NAACP, FBI, CIA. That man, man stay on IR, okay? They need to, you need to change his name to Kevin I.R. White because that's where you stay at. 25 catches, 285 yards, and zero touchdowns, and you've been in the league. What? Was it going on seven years? No, sir. Uh, no, we might split, but we own, but we own Winston, so it's possible it's the other way around. Smokey, uh, I'm excited for this season. Yeah, me too, man. I'm excited because I mean, this is so unexpected. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, you you don't know what's going to happen. So I'm excited to see that, man. And look, I'm riding the Saints. I'm riding on the Saints, uh, you know, wagging to the wheels fall off. I don't care. It is what it is. Some some people can fall off, but I'm still on that thing. My host, please do not acknowledge racism in any uh, way. Uh, hate buys hate. Uh, remember, love brings love to Berber. Oh, no, nah, look, I, I don't have, you know, I don't have any issues when it comes to uh, racism. I was just, I don't know if you just came in, uh, Garrett, but it had mostly to do with people labeling uh you know the two you know ross and uh maddie you know based on like just them you know talking about the quarterbacks which i don't understand man like quarter like they're quarterbacks like why are we putting colors on quarterbacks you know like man look the whatever guy is is more suitable to run the offense that's what i care about but let's start with the labels and we'll end it with Damian. Damian, uh, Damian says, hey, TJ, if Traquan had another injury season with the Saints, uh, let him walk or resign him. I'm hoping he do great. Well, I think they will resign him because they like him. Um, I, look, Traquan, to me, this is a season that decides if he's going to stay with the Saints or leave. If he has a good season, he leave it. If he end up getting hurt, Damian, and or he doesn't have like a, a, a coming out party, he's going to get re-signed by the Saints because they'll be able to afford him. And they like him, and they're going to want to keep him. But I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Really do appreciate it. Much love to everybody that commented, uh, that were part of the chat, made this show exactly uh, what it is, which is uh, one of the most exciting things uh, that, you know, that I do. Really do appreciate that. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast facebook.com search the state of the saints podcast previous episodes available on itunes spotify iHeartRadio, anchor fm and also the show once again is brought to you by manscape.com manscape.com use the promo code state of saints you will save 20 percent off of your purchase if you like the state of the saints podcast before you get up out of here go ahead and give your boy a thumbs up let everybody know that you enjoyed the podcast Much love. You all have a good morning, noon, night, whenever you're checking out this podcast. And like always, all I got to say is, who that?